She said no. it's not. She told you it's not. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone, where we talk about all things Charlotte, all things Charlotte small business. Whether you're thinking about moving here, doing business here, or anything like that, we give you a whole lot of laughs and hopefully some good information, too. Today we've got the three original hosts, as long, along with a guest host and a guest herself. Also, we have five total transplants here today. We'll do some quick around-the-table intros. This has been Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm, and we've got Brandon to my left. Brandon, Superior Data Solutions. And Brian. To his left, Brian, Maine and Johnson. And Brian. Yeah, I'll I'll introduce this. Okay, so today our guest host is the Jen Schneider. (laughs) So born and raised, Orange County, California. That's right. So she'll be joining us to host, and we have returning again, Brandy Montambo. She is our guest today, so we're going to learn everything you'd want to know about Brandy. And maybe then some. And misery. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> so, all right, so getting us started, Brandy, why don't you just give the audience a little bit of taste of who you are. This is the official part. The unofficial part will be way more fun. So go for it. That seems complicated. <laughs> why don't you just talk okay. and we'll just listen. Yeah. Okay, just I can do more. that. Yeah, like, okay. okay. Cool. Yes, so Brandy Montambo. Um, I work with Payroll Plus in Cornelius, and I am originally from Missouri. I grew up in a very small town in the very northeast corner. When I say I'll meet you at the four-way stop, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about and you know exactly where I'll be. Big Friday night in Oka is you drive around the square, you go down four blocks to the gas station, turn around, come four blocks back, go around the square, and you spend hours and hours and hours doing that very event. It's very Do you exciting. get Slim Jims at the gas station? Absolutely. Yeah. How big was high school football? <laughs> Was there anything else? So my my high school had, so we were a little bit strange. My high school had 300 students, freshman to senior, and 150 of them were in the band. So when we did halftime, wow. the, the football players came oh, out and marched the on the, and... <laughs> marched the, I was a cheerleader, the cheerleaders wore their little cheerleading uniform and we just all came out and marched. So yes, small town love. Yeah. Half the school was on the band. Literally half of the school wow. was in the band. And the other half was in the football team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say. <laughs> and how long have you been here in Charlotte? I have Charlotte been area. here since 2000. We spent a few years in Memphis, Tennessee, and it is not a place for long-term living, so Charlotte it was. Charlotte is a destination. Glad you're yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we couldn't do this show without you. Certainly not this episode. No. <laughs> It'd make it weird. There'd be a lot of quiet yeah. parts. Yeah. I'm gonna, and Brandy. Hey, I'm going to tell you guys what I know about Brandy. <laughs> and I'm going to make it up if I don't know. It. According to her LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's better than a, my Facebook. So have you always been payroll? Give us a little bit of background. No. So I actually met Brian, I, the company that I was working for with before and we were customer experience consulting company and so I ran operations for that company and I hired Brian. You did? So at, we all make mistakes it's okay. <laughs> yeah it was kind of nice being his boss and telling him what to do though so you know it did have his perks. I, I mean bring me some coffee. <laughs> please, please tell me how this has changed over time I'm, I'm really unsure. So. Can I have some more tater tots? Yes. Yeah. Go for Jen tater tots please. I'm coming. Right on it. She I know tots. what I meant. She needs tots. Okay. I have to tell the story of when I met Brian and Brandy for the first time. We're at we're at the bar, right? Oh yeah, as we are. As yeah. we are, always. And I'm talking to Brian. Brian's talking to me. Brandy comes up. Oh, Brian! Of course you're talking to the pretty girl at the bar. 
intros with you, don't I? And, and we were all thinking right. it. Randy just said it. To be, to be fair, I was. Uh, you were the. Now, well, let's what? get the facts straight this, here. No, wait, wait. Let's get even get, I've never heard him be tongue-tied. <laughs> so let's get the facts straight. Who was this random person that was crashing our party? I did crash party? the party. I did yeah, crash and it. so I was like, I got to find out. Like, I mean, maybe they're packing heat. I don't know. I yeah. got to make sure we're safe. Hey. I yeah, know. that's I... what we were all thinking about, Jenny <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> all right, try again. Nice. Uh, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure. Why was she here? <laughs> Does she even own a business? I don't know. Well, no, and, and to, to further the point, Brian also talks about, like, sitting with your computer and being nonchalant, you know, at a restaurant or at a bar. And people do just strike up conversations. Like, it is a really interesting mm -hmm. place to meet all kinds of people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've, I know I've, in a roundabout way at one point, probably talked with everybody about this, but I've probably gotten two or three customers just from being open to speaking, sitting like a bar with my computer open and working. And employees. What's that? And employees. Definitely the yes, employee hall those. has been good, yeah, that way. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you, you, when you're not in, when you're intentional about, like, being casual, it it allows it to become something that on its own, like it, it can go whatever way it wants to go. And like, I didn't know if you were part of our group. I really didn't know if somebody invited you. I mean, I'm kind of the one that sent out the invite list or I mean, Jack in a roundabout way sends out the meeting requests, but like I'm aware of everybody's name that's on it and I didn't know who you were. Yeah. Cause to be honest, Brandy's like bringing this up. I was like, Brandy's the, the, the new girl that's coming to, to this week. So I was letting everybody know Brandy will be there. And I'm like, well, who's this Jen person? <laughs> Why is she showing up stealing yeah. Brandy's thunder like that? So I share with you. Brandy yeah. shares with me very well. So, yeah. But yeah, that was kind of funny. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So you hired Brian previously. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a great deflection. I was going to keep it going for a while so we'd forget nope. that conversation. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. Not going to happen, Jack. I'm getting eaten by a bear. Yeah, so, so I am no longer with, with the customer experience consulting company, but I think it did, it really shaped who I am in the business world and my understanding of what a, a company, whether you're a B2B or a B2C, how you need to, to not only look at your prospects, your customers, but also your teammates. Tech world, you know, it's about the user experience. So if you look at if you look at everyone around you as your customer or your user when i'm at having a beer at the bar the the bartender is my customer in in a sense right he he is experiencing the world of how i'm putting it out so if you're just a, a teammate in an office and you're the guy that you know doesn't talk to anybody or you know just comes in with your head down and or you're the jerk or you're the class clown. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, very you literally just looked at me when you said that. So intentional. I love it. So anyway, yeah. yeah, but I think if you take the perspective of you want everyone's user experience around you, their, their customer experience, if you take that and internalize that, you are, you can never be anything but successful in your business, whether you're, like I said, B2B or B2C, like it, when you sit down with a, a prospect, I'm not sitting down with them to, you know, really make the sale. I'm sitting down with them to say, okay, I'm me, you're you, tell me about your problems, let me understand a little bit about you. If I can help you, great. If I can't, I bet I got a guy, right? So, now so that, that time you did look at me and that was, that was positive. So. Yeah. 
Way well, to keep at least I'm, I'm even it out now. Keeping yeah. him on his toes. Yeah. Um, so currently I am, I work for a Payroll Plus HCM, which in case you don't know, stands for Human Capital Management. So a little background in the HCM world. So yes, everybody knows ADP, Paychecks, Paylocity, Paycom. There's a lot of pay companies out there. So about five or six years ago when the Affordable Care Act happened. Mm -hmm. So there became a lot of important reporting you had to do about offering your employees healthcare benefits. So it took desperate industries such as payroll benefits, timekeeping, all these different industries that were all separate. And it said, okay, well, in order to fill out your ACA reporting, you need to know how much your employee is making, how many hours they're working, did you offer health benefits, did you not offer health? And literally the form that you have to fill out at the end of the year, every month, were they eligible for benefits, meaning they worked above 30 hours a week, so for ACA, full-time is 30 hours a week. Do you have over 50 full-time equivalent employees? That's a whole nother discussion, though. I'll let you Google that one. And so you, you have to be able to use software that can calculate all of that stuff for you. Like it tracks all the records. It doesn't have to, you don't have to manually input anything. So that's where human capital management came from. And so all of the, the big boys, the ADPs of the world, they started building their software that integrated all of these pieces. And so that's what we do as well. And we started as a payroll company. Um, I wasn't there at the time, but it, it did start as a payroll company. And now we run on, on a platform that encompasses everything from your applicant tracking, onboarding, your regular payroll, your benefits, deferred comp, all that kind of stuff that people expect to see. Like they open up their pay stub and they're like, okay, so how much went to my deferred comp this week? You know, they need to see those things. And the government wants to track them very closely. So all the stuff that nobody wants to handle themselves. Exactly. And, and, and I, I do want to add in, in this whole, like how you, like, it's like how I met your mother, how I, how I came across Brian conversation that you threw out earlier. <laughs> also too, so you guys know, I wasn't her first choice. Obviously. Oh. When, when she got turned down by somebody else, they recommended she call me. Remember that? Oh, that is true. I that is true. Yeah. Thank you uh -huh. <laughs> I remember that. I remember because she was like, oh, I got your name from so-and-so. And I was like, he didn't want to do it, did he? And you were like, no. <laughs> You'd be really good at this. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, here we hey, go. look, pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and my mom is an HR director of a company, right? So when it comes to what she has to do, I remember when she started seven, eight, ten years ago, I don't even remember. She cried every day. She called me every day, and she was like, this a lot. is intense. Mm -hmm. So how can you take that stress away from either an HR director or a company that's going through that sort of stuff? Well, I think it's actually some of the ways that, that Brandon helps people. It's, it's automating processes instead of doing the manual work. So if you, we have folks that don't run their benefits and online enrollment through the system. They literally hand a piece of paper to their employees and say, okay, you need to pick your plan, and then they have to formulate all that into a spreadsheet, and then and they have to send it to their broker. So it's it's really automating systems and processes to save time on the HR side, like onboarding. Like, you just send them a link, and they go through the wizard, and it, it instead of like handing with a human. So yeah. uh, it's it's interesting because I, I'm going to say this quote that I did not create, I heard, but I've used it a lot, and it's it's totally applicable in this case, which is. 
the goal should be to standardize the process and humanize the exception. Like HR's role shouldn't be to do the, the mundane, it should be to handle the exceptional. Like the out of the ordinary thing, that's where you want a person to understand your ordeal. Like if you need to understand how do I file something, that should not be a call to the HR department. Right. There should be a link that has instructions and you hit a button and it's gone. Yeah. But if for some reason something was coming up where you couldn't pick one of the three or four options that are standard and you have to go to HR, that's a conversation that you should have a department prepared to do. Right, because then it's like it goes back to what we said a second ago. It's about that user experience, exactly. right? So if I work for a company and I get a link and before I even start, it walks me through a wizard of saying, okay, you know, here, here are the questions that you need to answer to for us to automate automatically auto populate that's the word sorry your your w4 you know nobody actually understands how to fill out a w4 sure. everybody gets that piece of paper and they're like what, what the heck I am i supposed Absolutely. to put on here right oh. so calling spouses what should i put <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many dependents do we have how many, oh, we how many kids do we have dog, <laughs> dogs count <laughs> you probably know this because this is your industry but did you ever hear like when they started doing dependents before they actually I don't know, I just read an article on it where people were like using dependents like their kids, their cats, their dog, you know, they were saying seven dependents and then when the IRS, whoever came in and like redid it said, oh no, now we need to know. It's They saved like, I don't even remember, millions of dollars, fact check it. It's uh, a tough one to fix. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, de- <laughs> like, how, how do I Google this? Who invited this host? Well, yeah. well dependence, dependence would increase your withholding. Yeah. Well, no, it decreases your withholding. Because yeah, they would, it's basically you get more of your. They paycheck said they would have seven early. dependents, and then it went down to you know what they actually had because they right. were checking. It. I don't know, something about checking it. The IRS saved seven million. I'm I'm probably wrong. Something crazy amount, where they were giving back money to people, which you want to save money, right? Save the employer. So. Yeah, I I just. I always laugh when I see people that are like, oh, I'm getting a big return. And it's like, you don't want a return. The government yeah. just was a bank for you. you they just got yeah, a, you, They just took your money, made a bunch exactly. of money off of it, and then sent it back to you later. Right. You get so, your money back a year later than you earned it. Right. <laughs> Thanks, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called the government a refund, likes that. Yeah. not a surprise payment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will say that, you know, my favorite thing about what I do, and it goes, it follows with what I was doing before, is I... Brian has talked before about an advisor, a coach, and a consultant, and and I'm a former teacher, so I I love all of those buckets. But when when it comes to payroll, people often just don't know. Like mm-hmm. I get to be in that advisor. Like you you would not believe. Well, Brian probably could because he's a small business coach. But when I sit down and I say, okay, Joe made a hundred dollars. There are eight payroll taxes that have to come out of that $100, or they don't all come out of that. But based on that $100, there are eight payroll taxes. And like, what do you mean there are eight? Like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, okay, well, the employee pays his federal withholding, his state withholding, his Social Security, and his Medicare. But guess what? You pay taxes on that employee too. You pay the Social Security and Medicare, you match whatever he has to pay, and then you pay federal unemployment and state unemployment. And they literally just look at me like, I had no idea. So here's your check yeah. for $2. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a form to go with each of those tax deductions. <laughs> That's right. So, so I really, if I was to sum up my 
personal joy in the business. It, it, it is really about helping people understand what, what they need, finding the solution for them. And, and I think when you're working with HR people, that's what they like to do too. So it's a nice yeah. mix to sit with someone who's like, oh, I appreciate the help because I'm the one usually giving help. Well, I, and, and I would say, I mean, I, as a, as when you coach businesses, you have a bit of an ability to see everything that they're doing and you can connect them with people that you know that would be relevant to their needs. It's, it's a great position because you're almost like a broker of services that are your network that you come in. But I will say almost hands down, I mean, I know Jack obviously does dashboarding not to say that I, I wouldn't obviously Jack recommend stuff that nobody actually understand what he right. does. He's, it's like on friends, <laughs> Black box. It's, it's on friends when they were like, what does Chandler do? I, I, don't, I don't know. He's a data integration. Right. Like nobody knew what <laughs> yeah. Chandler did. Data, right. data transponder. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but like you're all referable, of course, but like different businesses might have different needs where you might be a little bit more specific to when somebody's either at a certain point or they're looking for a certain thing. I mean, Brandon and IT, probably even earlier than that when you get to the point where you've got users. But like what I would say is payroll becomes usually the very first thing that I'm like, this is your friend. Right. Like the minute right. you can not have to worry about this for the rest of your life is the best first minute you're going to have as a business owner. And so like as business owners get into that, that, that payroll side, that's almost a non-negotiable service. I mean, nobody really actually does their own payroll effectively. That's right. true. So yeah. for the small businesses out there that are listening, what would you say would be the good time to get started with your services? 20 years ago. The day you filed your <laughs> LLC. Yeah. <laughs> no, as soon no, as you get that it, EIN number. So I, I, I've had this conversation where I've even had business owners that it, they don't have employees. And they're like, right. well, why would I get payroll? It's just me. I'll just take the money out of the bank. Well, that's great until you go to file your taxes. It, yeah, the IRS yeah. doesn't like that. You're, you, even, if you're taking a paycheck, you are an employee of your own company. And so like even, so the magic number of how many people that work under my organization that should prompt me to get to payroll is greater than zero. Like whatever the number is, as long as it's greater than zero, that's the, that's the answer. So there, we do, we do a good bit of, of S Corp. We call them the S Corp specials. The, the dude that's, you know, been in his construction business, he just has been taking distributions out of his own company for a long time. But the, the magic number that, and this, I got this from accountants. I am not an expert at this. So that I don't know for sure, but the, typically the magic number of how much money you're pulling in to pay yourself, if you're doing more than about 75,000 to yourself as pay, you need to start rolling as a, as a W-2. So you file, you, you fill out a form that says you want to file your taxes as a corporation, and then you can pay yourself a W-2 income. If you are a sole proprietor or a partner, you cannot pay yourself a W-2 income. So you have to go ahead and work with your accountant or your attorney to, to file the right paperwork. But it really does. And 99% of the time, they do it so you can contribute to a, a IRA. And the tax, tax benefits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. my husband was a sole proprietor, and the, and the tax you know, bracket that you're in when you're doing sole proprietorship is we, not this could be a whole another episode uh, exactly. like how to classify your company yeah. but yeah there, there's two things you don't want to get in trouble with it's the irs and any federal <laughs> or state Agency. organization yeah. that is requiring paperwork because your spouse. i'd rather get in trouble with that than than the taxes and and the, the state organization yeah. it is an endless nightmare it just doesn't go away just to filing for state 
sales tax is a yeah. nightmare. And, and here's something. So I had a, a CPA mention this in a meeting I was in one time. And he said, the IRS is not infallible. Because I've gotten a letter before. So I filed for an extension once. And I got a letter literally three months after my taxes had already been filed. So I got an extension, then filed my taxes. Three months later, I got a penalty document that was like $900 for late filing. By, by, and literally late, like I got an extension. I still filed my taxes within like 24 days of when they were originally due. But I had sent out a letter postmarked like five days before the extension deadline. And I don't know what they did. I just, I, his advice was, don't pay it. They'll figure out they made a mistake. But don't assume, because like what happens is most people will rush to pay. Mm -hmm. It will take them years to, to pay you back. back. Right. And so like, if you know you did it right, check with your CPA would be my number one advice <laughs> first. Don't take Brian's yeah, word. Don't take my word. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying this because it's, it's like, tr I'm, I'm just saying that like, this is what I was told by a professional in that area. And the second would be, if you know you did it right, don't assume they won't figure it out. Because like this last year, 2022's filing of 21 taxes, they were so far behind that like literally they, they, they were making assumptions as they're going through. And I'm, I'm not right. faulting them. I'm just simply saying that like it was really backed up. So there were a lot of mistakes made that like people overcompensate because they're like, oh, I don't want to go to jail. I'm going to pay them right now. And you're paying them money that you actually already paid them. They're, they're going to refund you once they figure it out. And it's like, just ask your CPA. I, I, and the other piece of that is, is that the stuff that nobody wants to do, right? So Brandy's whole value prop. If you have all of those checks and balances in place, then good. If you're doing them on the, your own, good luck, because the IRS, there's a good chance they're going to be right there. But right. Right. So, so one of the things that we have to do in order to represent a company is you have to sign like three different power of attorney papers in order for us to represent. One says we can actually pay your taxes because, yes, they require a form for somebody else to pay your taxes. That's the craziest thing. And then wow. you have to, they have to have a form that says that they can tell you what is happening with that company's taxes. And then you have a different form that you have to file that says that if they tell you about something that's happening with that company's taxes, that they, that we can actually represent you right. and, you know, fight on your behalf or whatever. And, and things do happen all the time. The IRS gets behind, they have glitches, you know, 99% of the time. We always say, if you get a letter, don't do anything, just give it to us. Right. Yeah. We will take care yep. of it. Right. And, uh, but I think that it's, it's, it's having someone, because when you call them, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. even I, who in the industry, but when my tax manager calls them, she knows exactly what she filed. Well, she knows exactly and, what And let's be honest, any business owner, if they do it right, they want it done the first time. Like, if I'm going to pay payroll, and taxes, that's all of a sudden in the past. I don't want to have to have a conversation right. about what I owe because I didn't do something right. I'm not equipped to have that conversation. And at some point, I'm probably going to make it worse. The rage like, button gets smashed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go what off the? on a person that's just following the rules and doing the job and you're the one that messed up. So like, right. that's why I say like, for the, for the price of what is provided, I've never understood why people are like, I, I can't take on payroll. Yeah, but you know what? You can go buy your dog like a, a 
diamond collar and stuff like like, like I've never understood like the the rationale behind that because to me that price is is where the value is you just don't have to worry about it I'm pretty sure if you guys mess it up like the payroll side yeah you take care of it and you don't charge the customer that is true yeah. and if there is a penalty because something got messed up and it was our fault we You'll actually take care paid the penalty yeah. yeah and I mean I don't think people realize like you don't you don't provide payroll you provide sleep at night right. Yeah. yeah. So you're yeah, a sleep I, therapist. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, payroll got dumped in my lap. We had an accountant that was not doing a good job. Turns out we found out later to that point, falling an LLC and paying us a W-2. Mm-hmm. Turns out not, not the right move. Yeah. But she, for whatever, got hurt and couldn't do the job anymore. I literally got handed QuickBooks and said, hey, you're doing payroll and everything. Good time. Yeah, I was like, started going through payroll. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I call? I mean, literally, it's it's like the price of like a sandwich, a fry, a beer, and a tip, and that's Okay, so I have covered. a completely unrelated story about that topic. So okay. my son calls me, and he's, so he lives in a house. He's in college in Ohio at Kent Woo-hoo. State. Um, can't read, can't write, can't state. That's right. No, they've been good to us. So, <laughs> so he has a house with, with two other guys. And so one of the guys moved out. And so another friend is moving in. And so he calls my son and he says, Hey, Andrew, what's up with this? Have to pay on the full on the two months on worth on the first of the month. Like I haven't even lived there yet. And my son was like, well, cause that's how rent works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they want their first month. And then in case you don't pay on the way out. Right, right. They've already got their, their and, month uh, covered. And so literally he fussed for like 10 minutes about, you know, he, that's just too much. He shouldn't be paying all that. And then the next breath, it was like, yeah, I can't wait till Friday. I'm going to go get me a $600 tattoo. And to your point, it's like. Right. It, it just comes back to that, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to look People buy what they want. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. you said they that. Like yeah. You're right. And, yeah. and so they you say have to look at your business expenses. As a financial advisor, their number one competition is not other financial advisors. It is Amazon. Yeah. Same thing in business. What, what you want versus what you should be doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my biggest competition isn't other coaches or consultants. My biggest competition is the, the business owner that's spent the last 10 years in a growing market and thinks they don't have anything that they need to change. Yep. Like that's my competition is basically, I don't know what the right word is, but you know, I wish it was humility. It's not, but it's like in a lot of cases, just business owners that are, Hey, or I'm I would say good. the competition would also be ones that have invested in coaches that haven't moved the needle. Well, yeah, that, that too, that's, that's hard. Yeah. And, and bad taste in the industry. That's, that's why this whole industry is a little bit backwards Tainted. because yeah, there, there aren't a lot of requirements. I mean, you can go get certified, of course, like the good ones do, but you could just decide one day you're going to call yourself a coach and, and that's right. what you are. Yeah, like it's I coach, a double-edged sword. I coach sword. third grade soccer. I'm a coach. Yeah. yeah. It's a double-edged sword because you can have people that have a good coach and it's them. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's not the coach, it's them. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There's I, both sides of the it, coin for sure. Yeah. Right. Literally all the coaching analogies that you see in sports are 100% the same for business. Like, you can assemble the best plan, the best strategy, the best team, put the people in the best positions, but if they don't perform, it doesn't happen anyways. So it's still always that way. Yeah, I mean, like the difference between having someone do your SEO and having a coach, you have effort that you have to put in on your side as a coach, you know, with that relationship. SEO, I'm giving you money, make it happen. And then when you come back to me six months and go, 
oh, well, we got to do this. It's like, no, no, I gave you the money. <laughs> Don't change the yeah. long term. Yeah, failure is on your side, not mine. <laughs> right. But uh, so, okay, so we've, we've got Brandy, the, we've got the story of how I met Brian. I mean, we've all been through that, but tell I us. I mean, a it's bit. what everybody wanted to hear. Uh, that's, that is. I mean, it needed a flute. The, the listeners it. tuned in. <laughs> it did need a flute. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing that wasn't teed up. But like, what a, a little bit more, like I know we mentioned in the previous episode, you fly everywhere, but like, tell us about your yeah, flying so that's how we. That's how my husband and I take out our center of influences to lunch. We just pick up, fly yeah, over I've to heard. Hickory for lunch. By the way, I've never once been invited. <laughs> well, the rest of us have. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very nice plane. It was even catered. <laughs> Bermuda is beautiful this time of year. <laughs> it was so and nice. the caviar. <laughs> right? So, yes, I, I was lucky enough to uh, marry a guy 27 years ago that Ooh. his family is a long line of pilots. So his grandfather bought a plane back in 51, and we still have that Piper Cub. It's sitting in our hangar right at the moment. We It was not a P-51 Mustang, just was, so people were asking. Not. Though Tom did call us and ask if we wanted to fly his. But did he? That's yeah. pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's For the a new Tom movie. Crew, or a Top Gun Maverick <laughs> reference. Right there, so. so, yeah, so the best part, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love to fly. It's I'm not going to lie. It's a ton of work. I don't want to learn how to do that. Like, I just want to sit there and look out the window, feel the wind in my face. Life for life is good. But my son is actually interested. That's his degree at Kent State. He is a, he's a, a aviation business management, and he is a commercial pilot. And this summer, he has an internship at Coca-Cola in the Saw aviation that. department. Cool. We're, we're LinkedIn buds, by the way. Are you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. so Andrew's the cool kid. There's about 30 interns that are working at Coca-Cola Consolidated this summer. and The only uh, one that flies to work. <laughs> <laughs> he is certainly the only one that flies on the company dime. He has met the CEO and president, Frank I get Harrison, I think, our CEO and owner, uh, several times. He is a listener, so you better get this right. Right. And then he also has hung out with the president. And then I think she is the executive vice president anyway she lives in tennessee so the the jets pick her up and bring her in a couple of times a week and so she was headed back home a few weeks ago and she's like andrew you want to ride with me so he just hopped in the coca-cola jet and wow got to take a little ride with the executive vp oh i mean i was an intern i ran an intern program jets were never part of the (laughs) that's insane like the president Uh, of the company was oh wow yeah. I, I was going to say the nice thing about being in sales at a Fortune 500 company is like you can sequester the company planes to take customers wherever you want, like if it's not being used. So I mean, getting to ride on the eight-seater, you know, anything you want to eat or drink while you're on the flight. Type oh of no, thing. no, don't it's go not, through security. It's not anything. It's only Coke products. That's uh, well, Coke foods them. and Coke <laughs> drinks. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we had Coke. I'm sure we had Coke. We, 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 we also had Heineken. We also had, you know, so For, um, and and don't do uh, barrel rolls with the CEO and we 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 <laughs> against that. Yeah, but there are people because like on the on the private planes, you have seats facing forward and seats facing back, and there is a larger number of people than I was aware that can't fly backwards. Because it makes them sick. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah, so, if you can't, if you're not facing the direction you're going because the pole is different on your body, you have people that get very nauseous very quick. Interesting. And the and the worst part is, is when you're sitting in a seat behind them and then they throw up, it goes in the air and then hits you. 
Oh, right. yeah. lovely. It's like spitting in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. So sit in the front seat, what you're saying? Well, I was like, <laughs> the first person I make friends with is a pilot. I'm going to sit next to him because yeah. nothing bad will happen up there. So be the co pilot. Yeah. And that's right. why Brandy's on the show. That's, that's right. Now we, we have access to a pilot. Yes. So, so where are we going next, Brandy? Yeah. Let's go. Well, Brandy, is there, like, as, as far as like what you do, how you're kind of engaged on the payroll side, is there any information you want to share to people, how they can reach you if they have questions? Who can they go to? Something like that. Yes. Yeah, so the, the the easiest way is to go to our website, which is payroll plus dash hcm dot com. And plus is spelled out P L U S. Yes, it is. Okay. Thank you. And much. dash is not spelled out. It's actually. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> Thank you. Jack, Jack's very much in the details. Here. And the C in HCM is H C, not H S E. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Can you turn his mic off? <laughs> <laughs> One more time? Yeah, I, I don't normally buzz Jack, but... <laughs> I can my first buzz, actually. Not all the time, right? It's welcome to the club. Well, well, I'm not happy to be here. Well. <laughs> I want to write this up in the comments section. <laughs> if we have the fun. Would you go create it first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well... Find us on all podcast stations. Well, we like want to thank... We yeah. want to thank Jen for uh, being our guest host for today and Brandy for being our distinguished guest on today's episode and... And we want and to thank, the, to thank the Fox and Hound for hosting us again. Yeah. The tots are remarkable. Yes. They are amazing. Hopefully you didn't hear me chewing them while this episode is playing. Ish. Ish. The club sandwich is bigger than your head. True. I'm hungry. Yeah, we're not sure where Jack put it. But it disappeared. <laughs> it's under the table. <laughs> I just kicked it. Smashed into the carpet. All done. Oh, that was a really good looking sandwich. Don't waste it. Cool. All right, Brandon, you want to take us out? Sure. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends. Head up to the 